I get the privilege now to, uh, to bring God's word to you today. Um, and hopefully I, I get opportunities every once in a while to do this. Um, it is such a blessing uh, to, to be able to do this with you this morning. So let's get right into Philippians 2 and hear God's word. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? And are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think equally with equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that in the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Dear friends, you always follow, followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I'm away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then, on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I will rejoice, even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share in that joy. Yes, you should rejoice, and I will share your joy. These are the words of the Lord. So as I prepared today uh, to try to get this sermon ready, um, it, was, it was quite the, the journey that I had trying to find my own scripture. Um, the last time I preached was really the first time that I, that I found my own scripture. So, so trying to find the right one... Uh, was, was, quite, was quite the mission. Mark and I met a few weeks ago and said, hey, we got this great idea. It's Thanksgiving coming up. You know, Adrian's going to be leaving uh, after Halloween. Thanksgiving's right here. Um, thanks, thankfulness. It's a great idea. And, and I th we both thought it was a great idea. Um, and as I looked up verses on thankfulness, 
I found this great stuff, you know, things to be thankful for in 2020. Sarah sent me this thing uh, and, and uh, the scripture part in Luke, and, and, and it was awesome. And so I'm reading all this stuff, trying to figure out where to go, but whatever reason, God kept sending me back to Philippians chapter 2. I kept going back there. And, and so that's where we ended up today, uh, trying to listen to what God uh, has for me to, to, to preach this morning, uh, thinking that some of you may need the same things that I probably needed going into that, finding that scripture. God was talking to me. Because i got to be honest with you. When I first was planning to do this, I had some anger in my heart towards this whole thing with Adrian leaving. I don't know if anybody else had the same scenario or not. But I was having some trouble with it. And again, I've been around long enough that I should know better. He's not the first pastor to leave. But first, when I first found out at at a council meeting, and it was over two months ago, that a church had called him. I'm like, what is that church doing? He's our pastor. Why are they calling my pastor to serve at another church? And I didn't even know that this church was in Calgary. I had no idea. He didn't share that with us, but I, but I was angry. I was angry. We're in a council meeting. I probably didn't say another word the rest of the night. I, 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 didn't, I didn't handle it very well. And then I was mad at the Christian Reformed Church. In fact, I even talked to Sue. I said, Sue, what the heck is going on with our congregation stuff here, okay? Why are they letting this other church take my pastor? Then I got mad at Adrian. Not to his face, of course. I apologized to him later. He didn't even know I was mad at him. Well, he probably did because I didn't show up to the next council meeting where he was going to announce that he was leaving because I knew that's what he was going to do. And so I was angry. I started questioning God. God, what is your, what are you doing? This cannot be your plan. He is not listening to you. He's listening to himself. And that's crazy because if you know my opinion of Adrian, I think he is being blessed with the wisdom. He has been so blessed to have wisdom of the scriptures, wisdom of, of God's leading. And so I was way off base. And of course now, I'm complaining to my wife. And as a coach's wife, from time to time, my wife has had to give me some wisdom. It's just, it's just the way life is if you're a coach's wife. And so I'm complaining, and she, she stopped me. Vern, God is in control. Okay? Who are you to question where he sends Adrian? It's like hitting me upside the head with a skillet. Got my attention real quick. Uh, it didn't take very long. Step back. That very wise words from my loving wife. She always seems to have those right words whenever I need them most. So once I changed my attitude about what was going on, again, I was selfish. I needed the scripture that I read today. I needed this. I was complaining. Okay? Uh, I was very selfish in that. We heard last week how much Adrian meant to some people in this church. Okay? He was very well liked. He did a lot, of, a lot of good things with the people of our church. Okay? Here he is, our pastor, our shepherd of our flock is, is now leaving. But once I figured that out, that I was being selfish, I got my heart turned around. I got the right attitude. You know, I preach attitude all the time to my players. You've got to have the right attitude. I need, I need to listen to that myself sometimes. Once I did that, I got my attitude right. I saw things in a totally different light. God has prepared us for this time. We are ready for this to happen. 
Adrian, whether it be Adrian's wisdom or God's wisdom, I'm, I'm going to go with God's wisdom on this. Five years ago, Adrian started the preaching lab. And being the selfish person that I am, that we've already figured out that I, I am, I took advantage of that. I was in all five years. Okay. I even volunteered a couple times. Hey, if you need another spot, I can back out. I don't have to do it. But Bain said, no, you're coming. So, um, so we got to do this. There are 19 people that were, took part in that preaching lab. And if you, count, if you count Tom coming into that, being advised to us, there were 20 people that were met in that room to go over the different things in that preaching lab. It was such a blessing to be part of those labs, to hear the knowledge that comes from not just Adrian, but the other people that were involved, to have everybody throw in, in what God is telling them in that scripture. And not, it wasn't always the same thing that the person preaching that day was going to talk about. God can talk to us in such different ways and using the same script. And it was such a blessing. I'm going to miss those times, but I had Mark help me out. Uh, he was my preaching lab this time to help me out as, as we move forward. As we look at Philippians chapter 2, there are four questions in verse 1. Is there any encouragement belonging to Christ? Is there any comfort in his love? Any fellowship in the Spirit? And are your hearts tender and compassionate? So those are four questions we're going to look at throughout the sermon today. They're very important questions. We are children of God. We come here each week, or maybe we listen online each week, as we, to hear God's word. God's word is the truth, and there is wisdom in that truth. We are children of God. We have his inheritance. What more comfort and what more encouragement could we have knowing that we are children of the most perfect father out there? He loves us all the time. And belonging to him is, is so much encouragement. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave his son. How much more love can a person have than to give their son? And to finish that off, he gave his only son so that we, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So much comfort in that one verse right there. We heard Adrian serious the last month about the love, about loving others, about God's love. And this fits right in with that. We are not deserving of God's love. We know that, right? But he gives it to us anyway. It's not by works that we have it, but by our faith that we believe that Jesus died for our sins. We believe John 3, 16. He loves us now, and he always will. Is there any fellowship in the Spirit? When we have fellowship together, God gives us joy. You know, the one neat thing that, that we have that people in the Old Testament didn't have is that after Jesus was raised from the dead to go up to be with his Father, he gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us this gift of the Holy Spirit to fill us in here so that whenever two or three people are gathered together, he will be there also. And that is in Matthew 28. 
There is such a joy whenever we can gather together. In this tough time right now with COVID, it's harder to get together. But there is encouragement any time that you can get together. We saw that, you know, Adrian's just, and it wasn't even Bible study, but just getting together in his neighborhood was such a blessing to those people that, that went to that. You know, our, our I'm going to call it a small group that we have, okay, at Donna's and Jerry's house. What a blessing that was just to be with each other and to hear about each other, to love each other, to pray for each other because you know more about each other. Those are such blessings. And there's always joy that God gives us whenever we meet in fellowship in his name. And is there any, any tenderness and compassionate hearts that we have? Yes. We need to be truly compassionate. Again, we've heard this for a month now about the love of God and loving each other. And we live in a broken world. We live in a broken world. We understand that. Okay? The world needs God's love. The world needs us to have that compassionate heart that we can go out and tell people about the love that is out there. You know, in 2020, everything is not fine. My wife has this cool shirt that says, uh, I'm fine, it's fine, everything's fine. Yeah, it, it's kind of, it's a joke. And, and everything's not fine, okay? There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of hurting in the world out there. And we can make a, make a difference. Our nation right now is going to need us. We are, we are divided. And I think we finally figured out who, who our president is, but maybe not. But it really, as Christians, it doesn't matter. We are Christians first. We are Christians first. And it is so important that we understand that we need to love and pray for whoever our leaders are. We need to pray for the people that are out there uh, that are protesting. We need to pray for the people that, that are affected by the protest. There's so much things that, that causes our, our nation to be divided, but understand that we are Christians first, and we need to love all those people. Now, when Paul wrote this letter, he might as well have been writing to New Life Church. Whenever I was reading this, again, I needed this, and maybe some of you do as well, and I thought, man, he's speaking to me right now. So as a New Life Church, we just lost our pastor, but we need to come together in one mind with one purpose. We need to agree together. We need to work together. And that purpose is simple. And Adrian taught it before he left us. We need to go out and love other people. We need to tell the people the good news of our loving Father. We are the body of Christ. Understand that New Life Church is not this building. It's not. The New Life Church is the people that are right here, the people that are watching online. This is New Life Church. It is not the building. It is not the pastor. It is not. The pastor is our shepherd, but he is not New Life Church. We are New Life Church, and we still have a job to do. Romans 12 says we are all part of the body of Christ. We all have that job to do. And again, I, I preached on this my last one, okay? But we all have a job to do. Wherever we are, wherever we are, God can work through us. I'm gonna get to that later. You know, God called Adrian to go to Calgary. And I, and I felt really good when I said, Adrian, good for you. 
Because, again, I was angry at him for a long period of time, so I needed to do that. I needed to get that off my chest. I'm so happy for you that you are going to where God is leading you. God calls people all the time. You know, in my prayer, I mentioned Ariel. I snore as Brill, but now it's Hewitt. She sat in, this, in these chairs, pews, okay? And as, and as kids, our, our, our kids got called off. One of our kids got called to go work okay, down at the Indian Reservation. That was where God told her to go. My daughter got called to Indonesia. Then she got called to downtown Baltimore, and that is a scary place. That is a scary place. Okay, I wish I would have never have gone there. But God took care of her because God called her, and they listened to God's calling. Matt, I was hoping Matt would be here today so I could say, Matt is called right now to this college right over here. That is what God called him to do, and he heard, and he, and he went. We just sent Sue and Ashley, um, I want to say China, is that right? They, we just sent them to China. They heard God's calling and they went. We are called right here from New Life Church. Wherever God puts you in your day, he has called you there. We need to take advantage of that. We need to serve God wherever life takes us. We can make a difference in this dark, divided world. We just have to listen to him. We need to have the servant's heart, the Christ-like attitude to doing God's will. So if I'm going to paraphrase verses 5 through 11. Christ was equal with God. He became man to fulfill God's plan. He became man to identify with sin. He died on the cross for our sin, for my sin. I mean, what a thought that is. My sin. He was nailed on the cross for my sin. He was nailed on the cross for your sin. He was obedient to God's plan. So God raised him from the dead, and now he is in his, his rightful position at the right hand of God. We need to have the Christ-like attitude. We need to have that servant's attitude. We need to put our Father's desire ahead of our worldly desires. Okay, we have to find that servant's heart to go out and serve others. If we can go backwards now from verse 12 to go back to those four questions in verse 1. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? 2 Corinthians five seventeen says, when we belong to Christ, we become a new person. We become a new person. So we... We lose that old sinful self. And he gives us that new life and that new desire to do what pleases him. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. I mentioned earlier too, we have the Holy Spirit that helps us through these times. And we will not be perfect. We will not be perfect. But that old life, that old life is gone. And now we are here to work for the purpose of the kingdom of God. Is there comfort in his love? The simplest thing is, God is love. God is love. He defines what love is. He will never leave or forsake us. I think we heard that today in our readings. He will never leave or forsake us. We cannot earn his love. Yes, we're supposed to go out 
and tell other people the good news. But we can't earn his love. Again, this is the perfect father. The perfect father. He can discipline you when you need disciplined. But yet he loves you unconditionally. Because when we sin, which we all sin, all we have to do is repent and turn our eyes back on God and ask for that forgiveness. We are saved by the grace of God. He is our loving Father, and there is so much comfort in knowing that He loves us. Back to the fellowship in the Spirit. One body, one Spirit, just as the world called us in hope. When we gather together, there is hope and there is joy. One of the things that I was reading was that belonging, belonging to a church, belonging to a group, and you fellowship together, it just brings you joy. And so I was looking at that in my life, and yes, I loved going to Jerry's and Donna's house just to spend time. Over, that happened to be over a meal, and he's a very good cook. But just to spend time together to hear about people's lives, to hear what's going on. And I haven't been to Gogang, but I can just imagine Gogang is the same thing. They still find time to meet. That is a tight group that they have, so they know each other. There's joy any time that they come and they meet. One thing that I, that I really like about whenever, we, whenever you meet and fellowship with, with each other is you pray for each other. Who can't use more prayer? I love it when I preach because, you know what, I have a lot of people praying for me. And I can tell when that happens. And, I, and I, you cannot get enough people praying for you. And again, as I was bringing, there's a bond in a church through the Holy Spirit anytime that you find fellowship with each other. We need to find fellowship, too, in these tough times. And I was talking to Sarah earlier, you know, it's hard online. I struggle online teaching because I can't connect with kids. It is so hard. I'm terrible with technology anyway, and now trying to get them to, to find that connection with me, I have found to be difficult. And these COVID times where we have to have people that don't come in because they don't want to catch anything, it is difficult. How do we meet together? We have to find ways that we can fellowship together. We have to. Some of you are doing that already. Some of you are doing that already. And, and what a blessing those are for New Life Church. Our hearts tender and compassionate. Again, Adrian t- talked about this for a month. But Ephesians 4, and you guys may have covered this already, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Sometimes with compassion... We forget the forgiveness part. I had the pleasure of, of doing a couple weddings over the summer. And that's one of the things I really want to tell the couple. Is that, yes, you love each other. You need to understand that with that love, there's going to be hurt. You better learn how to forgive each other. For us to be truly, truly compassionate, we better know how to forgive you know, and God tells us if, if, if we can't forgive others, how do we expect him to forgive us? We have to have that compassion and that forgiveness, that forgiving heart. And as we jump now up to look at verses 12 through 15, 
Again, God, Paul, may have been writing this to me a few weeks ago, but I needed to hear it, and so maybe some of you need to hear it. And again, I took this as I changed some of the names in it. It wasn't, it wasn't that Paul is gone, but Adrian is gone. Now that he is gone, it is important for you, it is more important for you to work for the kingdom of God. We have work to do still. We can't just sit back and wait for the next pastor to come. We have a mission, and it's to reach the lost people. It's to love one another. It's to pray for one another. Verse 13 really caught me. Okay? God is working in us. He gives us the desire to do what pleases him. He gives us the power to do what pleases him. God gives us, inside of us, the desire to please him. And again, I, I've been growing up in church my whole life. And this one just really struck me. You know, if I go out and I search to try to do God's will, he gives me the desire to do it even more. He will give me more power to do it even better if I go out and I search for this. Now, the next question that would come with that, though, is how do we do that? How do we find this desire within us to do even more that pleases him? We have to seek him out. We have to seek him out. I have to do a better job of being in his word. That is his truth and his wisdom. Others of you might be in the same boat. I've got to do a better job of having a purpose when I read his word. We have the Holy Spirit in us to help us with this as well, to give us that desire to do God's will. We need to hear it now. Not only do we need to ask for it, we need to hear it. And then once we hear it, we need to act on it. And again, I don't know where New Life Church is going, um, you know, from this week on. I have no idea, okay? I have no idea, okay? Mark may know more than I do, but I'm guessing that, that we, we do not know, as your elders, where we are going. We need direction. We need your prayers. We need, we need to know where to go from here. And I'm so grateful that some other people stepped up to be part of the council, to be part of the elders for the eight months that, that, that we need. And God bless you. Way to hear what God is telling you. Such a blessing for New Life Church to have that. We need to understand that God is in control. God is in control. Again, whether Pastor Adrian is here or not, God is in control. As we follow God's leading, again, I, I needed to hear this. I just need to stop complaining, okay? I need to stop complaining. And I should know that, right? As a, as a teacher and as a coach, complaining gets me nowhere, okay? But God's wisdom tells me right here, we need to not complain. We need to not argue. We need to live a life of God that is clean and innocent so that no one can criticize you. You know, my words are very important. Uh, you know, I coach, I try to coach football, and my words are so important. Do I live a life that all those kids, from the freshmen that I coach to those varsity guys that I, that I see occasionally, that I see on the sidelines, do my words and my action resemble God? That is so important. 
That is so important. I have to make sure that when I go, that I have that Christ-like attitude. And I am there to serve those kids. And I am there to witness to those kids. That's where God put me. And that is my mission field, is for those kids. And I have to do a good job, and I really have to watch what I say and what I do. And I understand that, that he tells us we have to be a light in a broken world. And in 2020, you know, we, re- we really see that in 2020, right? Um, a lot of bad things go on in 2020. People are hurting. Relationships struggle. Of course, we have the COVID. We have other diseases. We have death. We have stress. We have anxiety. We have pain and suffering. All that stuff. You know what? It was here before 2020. All that stuff was here before 2020. We live in a broken, hurting world. There are still really good things that happened in 2020. You know, people got married. I I got to share with you that I I got to do a couple of weddings. Such joy. Such joy in seeing that love that people have for each other. People got grandchildren in 2020. People are engaged. My son, if he's listening, got engaged. How awesome is that? Joy. Bring joy to my heart. I retired, and then I got a job. Some of you may be in the same way. Okay? Uh, we get to retire. Those of you that are retired, enjoying that, that is awesome. Other people have jobs. You know, we know Brian struggled with getting a job. He shared that last week with us. But for him to be blessed with a job in 2020. There are so many good things that still are going on in our world. We cannot forget that. We need to be a light unto the world. How do we be a light unto the world? We have to share the gospel wherever God puts us. We have to share the gospel wherever God puts us. Show people through your actions that you are different. You are a child of God. And they will see the difference in your life. And they will wonder what is different about you than at people that are not Christians. You know, we heard over and over about loving each other. About loving each other. That is so important that we love each other. And that we serve. We have the servant's heart that Christ had in serving his father. Again, there are many people that are hurting out there. We've got to be able to serve those people and however God leads us. We need to make the time for the fellowship together. Make the time to fellowship together. That gives you strength. I don't know about you, but whenever I do spend time together, it just fills me up. It fills that cup up so that I, when things look like the, you know, the glass is getting emptied, it fills it back up. Treat people kindly in the love of the Lord. We need to take care of those that need taking care of. We need to pray for each other. Again, I've said this already, but we need to take more time to pray for each other. Now, we need to pray for our leaders of the world. Just, I mean, looked at the paper, and there's just so many bad things going on in the world, not even including the United States. There are so many bad things. We need to pray for those people. We need to pray for our leaders. We need to pray, pray for the leaders of New Life Church so that we can hear God and where he's leading us. We need to, need to live a life that is a witness to the Lord. You know, the, the light too, the, the idea of being a light into the world. I got to thinking about when we went on vacation, it's been a while now, but we got to go to the Outer Banks. And I'm afraid of heights, by the way. 
And so to go up in this lighthouse and stand up in the lighthouse and look down, go up those skinny little stairs and then look down over the ocean, I had a problem with that, but I made it up, okay? And as I'm standing there against the wall as far as I can, you know, the thing says, it looks, that, this particular lighthouse looked out 18 miles. 18 miles, ships could see this light. And that's how we need to be. We need to be a lighthouse where people that are out there can see us and how we live and how we love. And I didn't make it down, by the way, as you can tell. Yeah, but that was, that was even worse coming back down. In verses 16 through 18, we need to hold on firmly to the word of God. We need to hold on firmly to the word of God. We, there's so much wisdom in here, so much wisdom in here, that we need to be in it as much as we can. He, that is the truth of God. And again, something that I've already preached on, it says, run the good race. And he has, you know, uh, so that it was not in vain. We need to run the good race. And it's all about being the light to the people of our world. We need to share in the joy of salvation. Paul talks about even if I am put to death, and it's, you know, he's, you know, and again, we all know that he's going to be put to death because he's in prison for that purpose is, is to die. But he's sending all these letters out. He said all these that even if I die, there is joy because he has run the good race. And share in my joy. We need to share the joy when people run the good race. We need to share the joy when people have love for other people, when they have successes. We need to share in that joy. And yes, we are the light when it comes that we have encouragement in Christ. We can be the light because we do have that encouragement in Christ. Yes, we have, we enjoy our fellowship with each other. There is so much comfort in God's love. We have to take that and take it into our week because God has blessed us, not just on Sundays, but we're going to take this with us wherever he leads us throughout our week. And as we've been taught for the past month, we are very compassionate people. We know what we need to do. And in Christ, there will be victory. All right. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just uh, thank you, Lord, for your servant Paul, Lord, that wrote these letters for us, Lord, that we can look at them today and they still apply to us today, Lord. We just thank you for that, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for the time that Adrian was with us and taught us about all the different things, Lord, in this last series, Lord, about love, and about loving one another, about your love for us, Lord. Lord, help us to take that love out into the world, to be a light in the darkness, Lord. Again, we just thank you for your love for us. We just thank you that you sent your son to die for our sins so that we may have eternity with you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Please stand and join us in singing our last song together.